Welcome back to the Prospecting Show. Today is July 15th, Wednesday, second episode of the day with Ian Reith. Reith, like the Christmas wreath, as he says before we get on the call here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, Connor. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Yeah. So to start things off, a lot of people who come on the show, they know there's really three pieces, right? There's the past, the present, and the future. We're looking at highlighting and showcasing entrepreneurs and people with ideas that help change the world. So give us a little bit of background of where you came from and in your backstory so that we can get up to today's point in time. Definitely, Connor. I'll try to keep it condensed and, uh, and powerful and just move through it quickly, hitting the high points. Uh, so, you know, from a very young age, I definitely kind of walked to the beat of my own drum. Uh, seven years old, I was writing down things like, you know, when, when people left and right, writing down, I want to be a police officer, a firefighter. I wrote down, I want to discover the truth in all things and achieve balance in my, my life. You know, stuff like that. It gives you an idea of like <laughs> how I operate, how I think. And, uh, you know, I come from a, a bit of a troubled past. Uh, one of three brothers, uh, mom married twice, broken family. Um, you know, I, a little bit of, a, you know, abuse and stuff that I dealt with there. Um, Dealt with depression, you know, most of my life, I'd say about 18 years worth. Um, really in a, in a period of self-discovery and, and, and really questioning everything. I, I was a fanatical questioner growing up, always asking why, trying to understand things uh, conceptually. That's just kind of how my brain works, uh, my mind works. And uh, I went to uh, graduated high school, got my diploma from Bethel Park High School in uh, Pittsburgh, you know, Pittsburgh area, Pennsylvania, the States. And, uh, you know, I, I uh, decided college wasn't for me. I was kind of uh, shocked at people just sort of diving into college, going for majors that didn't really understand what that would look like on the other side. Um, I wasn't about to invest my time and money in something I wasn't really sure of. And uh, I know you always can't be 100% sure, but something like that for sure it needed uh, consideration. So I took uh, the gap year, worked full time. I've worked full time since I was legally able to. And I uh, just continued working, uh, earning money, stashing money, had a variety of different jobs, everything from, you know, a cart boy at the grocery store, food service, a security, carpenter for a couple years, uh, health and fitness industry, I was a health coach for a few years. Um, what else? Man, I've had a list of jobs, a lot of customer service jobs. Um, and then, you know, most recently, professionally, I was a team leader in uh, the retail grocery industry. Um, ended up doing a year and a half of community college. And it turned out I just wanted to study my favorites, uh, philosophy, theology, uh, sociology, the mental sciences. And I realized that unless I was going to be a college professor or, uh, or a shrink or something, uh, you know, it just wasn't really for me. I didn't want to go through that long, um, arduous educational process. I, I, I stubbornly, uh, you know, bullheaded thought I could uh, do it better and educate myself. And that's actually the path I ended up taking. So. You know, I've had uh, I've had some trade background in terms of like the physical trades, but uh, mostly um, my area of expertise is in nutrition and the mental sciences. Um, when I was 22 years old, kind of really big pivot point in my life, I was in an unhealthy relationship. I'm not going to get into that right here. Um, I was unhealthy in every sense of the word, um, struggling with depression. I was well over 100 pounds overweight, and I'm 5'10", um, average build guy not big by any means, not really uh, particularly athletic, not genetically gifted in any sense of the word. And, you know, it's my 22nd birthday and I hopped on the scale and I was shocked at the number. It read 252 pounds. And, you know, for me, I, I thought the scale was broken, sincerely. I, uh, I changed the batteries, I got a new scale. It still read 
2.52 and uh, I went and I really looked at myself for the first time, probably in a long time, in the mirror and just really checked myself out. And I, it was a huge emotional impact, crushing for me to realize how much I'd let myself go. And, and so that started a physical journey wherein I uh, educated myself on nutrition, you know, what proper nutrition looked like. I, I did deep dives into every single diet. I've tried everything out there mainstream wise as far as diets go. Um, you know, finally found what worked for me. And I think that's really important to note there. Everything is, you know, variable. You have to find what works for you and what you're willing to do because that's the only thing that's going to work long term. Anyways, I uh, studied nutrition. I've uh, been on the plant-based side, vegan side. I was vegan for a year and a quarter. And then I've been, uh, you know, borderline carnivore, keto um, as well. So I really tried everything, tried the scope of things. And I applied everything I learned. I trained myself in exercise science, strength training, uh, resistance training of various modalities and applied that as well. And over the course of about two years, I lost 100 pounds of body fat, um, put on something like 15, 16 pounds of muscle. I was in the best shape of my life. And I was kind of waiting for that moment where I'd arrived, where I made it, right? I, I, I did the transformation. I had my metamorphosis, right? And I was like waiting for somebody to, to bestow the gold medal and it just didn't happen. And I thought, what is wrong with me, right? There must still be work to do. I started reflecting on my past, what I've been through, emotional scars, things like this. And I realized that um, this is kind of what it first dawned on me that we have two images. We have uh, you know, an outer image, uh, our body image, a physical manifestation of ourselves. And then we have an inner image as well, um, a mental construct, an inner self image I refer to it as. And so I started to really uh, deep dive into the mental sciences again, uh, personal development. And I understood that I had to undergo a inward journey as well as uh, to match uh, my physical outward journey. And I found that to be, uh, you know, very activating for me, very intriguing, fascinating, enlightening. Um, I've read, you know, every popular book out there on the mind and uh, personal development probably several times. Um, spent a few years really studying that, learning that. And then I reached another pivot point in my life where I was kind of just passively gathering information, right? So, I mean, I think a lot of people fall under this category of we just gather, 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 gather information because it's part of our conditioning. We come up from an educational society where we're taught to gather information and answer questions and we get degrees and stuff. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to knock college. I think college is really important. It gives us valuable information and helps develop professionals in the world. But then I think there comes a point where, um, you know, for me especially, I, uh, I didn't apply what I was learning and I was really frustrated kind of working a dead-end job or at least I had advanced as far as I could in my career in the retail grocery industry and I wanted to do things my own way. Um, I wanted to uh, go into business for myself. I didn't know what that looked like, how I was going to do that. I didn't have the tools uh, or the understanding really of how that would pull together and how I could sort of take my unique cocktail of personal experience, um, things I'd overcome, things I'd learned and actually put them into action. And eventually, um, you know, by way of, uh, you know, what I can only describe today is synchronicity, uh, providence, divine intervention, I actually came into a mentorship with uh, the, the world famous, but not everybody knows him, Bob Proctor. And uh, Bob Proctor, uh, he has many titles. I think the most recent one I saw was Master Thinker. He is like, nobody knows or understands the mind quite like Bob Proctor does. And really at that point in my life, that's really what I needed. I needed the mind work, I needed to do the, the inner work um, to really make uh, the outer results possible for me. And that's what I did. 
studied under him, followed him for about a year and a half, um, and I seriously uh, invested and studied under him for about six months, uh, a little over six months. And it absolutely transformed every area of my life. Um, physical health got better. I recall going to the uh, emergency room for kind of a, a, a weird uh, freak thing. And uh, the, I think the doctor said something like, I've never seen inflammation markers this low in a person, personally. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, mentally, uh, depression was gone. Um, I, I would say that probably every single day of my life, I walk around in a state of uh, peace, <laughs> overwhelming peace and joy. I enjoy my life. I enjoy every day. Um, it, my business that I was able to start due to uh, that training and that understanding and just putting it all together um, has put me in a, in a very nice position uh, economically. I don't worry about money. Let's just say that. I'm very blessed. I love my clients, love to serve people. And really what I do now, kind of the focus of where I am now in the present is uh, just I'm an educator and business consultant. So I kind of, I help people through the process, the same process I went through, it was very, very structured, very condensed in a much, much less period of time. And uh, I think ultimately when you go in and you address the subconscious programming, not necessarily hypnosis, uh, nothing like that, but if you take people through a structured process uh, that gives you tangible results on the outside, it creates that positive feedback and you wanna do more. And then when you see how things can really change for you and what's possible for you in your life, um, there are a few things more rewarding and it's so holistic the way I go about it. Uh, but as far as the future, uh, I really just, I wanna scale. Uh, I wanna serve people without sacrificing quality. Um, I want to you know, increase my service to my already existing clients, take on larger clients, potentially get into the uh, corporate world, you know, maybe sign larger clients, uh, uh, contracts, pardon me, with, uh, with companies, organizations, because ultimately I want to have uh, as significant an impact as I can, again, without sacrificing uh, my philosophies, morals, um, and ethics when it comes to the quality of my service. Yeah, and, and that's really, you know, you bring up a point that I think a lot of people miss right now is that it's actually about that value-driven approach, right? People really overuse value and they overuse that kind of mentality. They're like, oh, you got to give value, you got to give value. But what you're talking about is really like coming from a place of service, right? It's like at the end of the day, would you do, would you recommend this for people if there was still no cost involved? If the answer is yes, then it's the right thing to offer, right? And I, I kind of look at our business that way too, right? We, we have a very specific... Um, type of consulting and just like you have a you have more of a broad kind of multifaceted approach to consulting but one of the things we do is we focus on lead generation business to business and so I always ask myself this question before we go to a customer and offer it as a service we say if it was free would we still if there was no upside on the financial piece would we still recommend this as a technique for people to use and the answer is overwhelmingly yes every single day. So I think from mm. what you're talking about with the, with the proctor work and all that, the thing that's important to you is like, you know what you're doing works because you've been through it yourself. So my, my next question yes. to you is, what do you think is the most important thing for people to do in their business to be able to get out of those mental blocks and get into the, the right mindset? You know, it's interesting. Uh, I would qualify mindset because I think your mind is always getting set. It very rarely does it stay fixed. Uh, we're constantly being uh, bombarded with information. Um, and, and, and look, I, I'm preaching to the choir. You guys know this. I don't have to describe this to you, but the reality is that you are always being programmed. The question is, by what? Is it positive? 
is it negative? Is it directly contributing to growth in your business or whatever result you're trying to achieve in your life? Is it relevant? And moreover, um, is it positive? Are you thinking about what you want versus what you don't want? Yeah, sense. no, absolutely does, and I and I think it's uh, it's kind of like a lot of the motivational speakers and people who talk about business say you're either going towards your goals or away from your goals, right? And and, and the speed at which right. you're going is actually irrelevant, right? You can go extremely fast towards your goals, and you can go extremely fast the wrong direction too, which a lot of people do. Right. Like they start running around like, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do that. Like, it's the problem with that is that there's no sense of direction, purpose, outcome, value, or, or really focus, and I think. For, mm -hmm. for the stuff that you're doing right now, you probably see this a lot in other businesses. So, so walk me through what you think the biggest problem is that your customers have, and then how do you solve it for them? Oh, I, far and away, um, I think uh, one of the biggest, uh, you, we could call it a problem. I think it just is what it is. Like problem kind of has a negative um, connotation to many people, but I think like overwhelmingly, people just don't understand themselves. They don't understand who and what they are, what they're made of, what they're capable of. Um, and I don't think that we've had uh, people in our lives, that, you know, there are, there are a few, there's a small percentage of the population that have had a, you know, a very nice, uh, enriching, empowering journey, you know, from their very early little life, you know, until into adulthood, and they're very effective you know, human beings, whether consciously or not. But then there's the vast majority of people who, you know, just didn't have the resources growing up, didn't grow up in a positive environment, have many challenges, mental, physical, spiritual. Um, but I think the first step is really uh, accepting who and what you are right now today, because I think that's the first step into taking a look at, okay, who am I really? I don't think we sit down enough and ask ourselves these questions. Um, I always think on paper too, I think I picked that up from, from Jim Rohn or something, one of those speakers, but you always wanna get your thoughts on paper. And you want to come to a point of self-acceptance um, for everything in your life, the good and the bad. And then when you accept and you take that first step of recognition of what is, then you just have to ask yourself a couple of questions. Uh, namely, you know, who am I? What am I? Um, I love this question. What am I doing? What is the end in mind? What am I trying to achieve? What is it that I'm working on? Uh, next follow-up question, why? That's a great question. When you know why you're doing something, uh, you don't need things like motivation and inspiration anymore. You have accountability to yourself and what you're doing if it's strong enough. But then, you know, a couple other good questions. Is it working? Or what's working for you right now? Because I, I believe in the philosophy, if it isn't broken, we don't need to fix it. If you, if you have uh, performance indicators showing up that are showing you you're going the right direction. We don't, that's not our area of of focus immediately. I, I would say the next question, what it, what isn't working? What's stopping you? What's detracting from your goals? Let's address that first, stop the bleeding and come to a point of balance. And then we can actually build a foundation with integrity um, and in every sense of the word. I mean, not only logistically, actually in your business, but mentally, like you need to be strong. You're the leader of your organization and you're not strong. If your mental environment is not rock solid, um, you're compromising your future and the future of your business and your employees, people you serve, all of them.
Yeah, no, and, and, and that's really true. And, and what you're doing actually ties really closely into to what we do in Syntax. I wrote a whole book called The the Seven Minute Phone Call. And what it focuses around is this concept that we call EPAD, eliminate, prioritize, automate, and delegate. And some of those concepts are, you know, you seem to be in alignment with those. Like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. That's the step of, hey, we don't yeah. need to eliminate this, right? If you're doing something that doesn't move the needle forward, right. uh, eliminate it. If it is something that's contributory, do the next step of EPAD. Determine, is it a priority? If the answer is yes, it's a priority, then you're left with the last two steps, which is, can I automate it? Yes or no. If that's not possible, can I delegate it? Yes or no. And if neither of those are possible, guess who's doing it? You. Right. So that's the <laughs> right. whole process that we go through with decision making in our business is like, hey, first, can I eliminate it? Then can I prioritize it? Then my options are automation through some type of software system or process. And then if that's not going to work, go delegate it and go delegate it to the right people who are going to get the job done so you can focus on you and scaling the business. So, you know, in, with, mm. with your experience right now, where do you think like this po after COVID here with, you know, lots of small businesses, even big businesses are getting absolutely crippled, right? With all everything that's going on. So what do you mm -hmm. think is going to separate the winners from the losers over the next six months? Well, I think we have to manage expectations. I think we have to be reasonable um, that we are, we have to acknowledge what is, I mean, both on both the good and the bad and to, to ignore the bad, you probably heard the axiom, you know, if you ignore the weeds, they take your garden, right? So if your mind is a garden and if you pretend there isn't weeds, you're going to have a problem. But I would say acknowledge the fact that we're going to have economical uh, challenges right now. Just acknowledge the fact that things aren't going to go smooth. We're going to have to adapt. And then that brings me to the other side is what can I do right now, first of all, to fortify myself because everything, your business, all, all of it, everything in your life, your business, your clients, the people who you're serving, the people in your life, your relationships, your health on every level is simply a, a reflection of what's going on inside. So is your, are you being dominated by fear uh, coming from a place of lack? Um, your prospects are going to know that. They're not going to do business with you more than likely. Or are you operating from a place of uh, love and compassion, wherein you are, you've achieved that mental strength. Like I said, talking about that foundation and when your actions and your words and your thoughts are motivated uh, from the polar opposite of lack and limitation, then you're going to have better results in everything that you're doing, no matter what you're doing. I think what you're doing is important. Like let's, let's not discount that. But I think how you do it really separates, as you said, the winners from the losers um, and the, the great from the decent. Yeah, that's actually a, a good point too. Cause I mean, you look at Simon Sinek, right? He has the, the book, Start With Why. And he kind of works from the inside out, right? He says the why, the, the, the why, the how, and the what. Most people sell from the outside in saying, this is what we do. Then they right. tell you how they do it. And then they tell you why you do it, right? And it's interesting if you start right. with the why and work your way back out, you say, this is why I do something. Oh, and this is how I do it. And it's like, oh, what's the thing you do? Oh, well, this is the thing we do, right? So like our purpose mm -hmm. in the business world, our why is we want to help small business owners. We want to help a thousand small business owners over the next 10 years, it's a hundred per year, be able to scale some part of their business, either on the operation side, the marketing side, or the sales side. And the way that we do that is through our two different programs, right? We have our small consulting one-time program. And then we also have our month to month service where we actually do lead generation for other businesses. So that's kind of our how, cool. and then the what, right, is ultimately 
we're trying to put people on your calendar so you can grow your business because we know that the more people you talk to the more hands you shake the more money you make right and that's just the metric i tell people all the time like money is just like <laughs> the indicator right of like how, how how good things are going and that's actually not even a true indicator of how good things are going it's only in one part of your life how good it's going right so um right it, exactly. it's just a measuring stick and i think a lot of people look at it like oh it's live and die by this but i think there's a lot more to the business world than people realize it's about the service and the people and the network and the value and, and everything that's going on. And for me, with the podcast, having the prospecting show here, which people can check out at theprospectingshow.com. Uh, I mean, they're listening to it right now, so hopefully you found it uh, on one of the big platforms. But the whole reason we have this show is to highlight other entrepreneurs that are doing things that are unique, doing things that are serving other people and sharing their stories. Because at the end of the day, there's going to be somebody out there that needs what you have. And there's going to be somebody out there that has what you need, right? And it kind of goes back and forth over and over again. So to kind of right. wrap this kind of part of the, uh, the episode up and dial it down here, tell people a little bit about, you know, on the show here, tell us who your ideal customer is and who you're liking to work with. And also tell us about how people can reach you. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, my ideal uh, client or, or tends to be uh, what I work with the most is you know solopreneurs entrepreneurs small business owners particularly uh, network marketers and affiliate marketers um, i really uh, hold strongly to the fact that uh, there's so many great platforms out there there's so many great opportunities out there um, and i think the problem often lies not in the business or the opportunity whatever it is you happen to represent i think the problem is is not do you need more trainings uh, you have plenty of resources at your disposal. You're likely not leveraging them to the degree that you could be. Uh, but yeah, definitely network marketers, affiliate marketers uh, is primarily what I work with. And I, I use the tools and systems they already have in place um, and kind of just give them the rocket fuel behind the scenes, uh, working from them so that the, the natural um, effect is uh, you know, increased productivity and uh, income generation in the business. And of course, all the wonderful things that follow that. Um, but, you know, I, I tend to work with uh, people, you know, from ages uh, 30 to 50. And uh, they, you know, typically uh, this is, uh, it starts as a side hustle. Um, although I have a couple full-time um, clients who are in, uh, in business for themselves and they're doing quite well. Um, and then, you know, their, their results vary according to uh, what they put in, what they invest in, in themselves. Um, not nearly in terms of money, but in terms of time and energy and focus on themselves. You know, and some people are, are um, you know, they hired me to help them in business and they drop their antidepressants and improve their health. You know, some people, uh, you know, do see that result where I had one of my clients recently, uh, she took a vacation and she earned more um, in one week while on vacation than she did the past month um, since working with me. So, you know, it just gives you an idea bird's eye view of, you know, what's possible for you if you're using the right tools. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and what is the best way, I, I might have missed it, but what's the best way for them to reach you? Is it emails, is it through LinkedIn, website? What's the what's the best method there? I'm definitely most active on Facebook. And I just go by my first and last name, Ian Reith, I-A-N space R-E-I-T-H. Uh, very active on Facebook. I, I do have a LinkedIn. I don't engage with it a whole lot. Uh, or you can reach me uh, email at I-A-N dot R-E-I-T-H, T as in Tom, H as in Harry, 679 at gmail.com. That's my personal email. 
um, and I have an email for clients as well. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come on the prospecting show, kind of share your vision, the way that you're growing other people's businesses, the way that you're consulting, the way that you've kind of healed yourself through this process. Um, I know a lot of people resonate with kind of your story and your message. They have an idea, that idea becomes a small business, that small business needs to grow and they need to come to somebody like yourself to help them kind of lay those stones and step on them in the right direction. So um, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, hopefully we get uh, good reviews here from the customers, the listeners. Yeah, like I said, uh, Mr. Robertson, it has been an honor. Should I say Dr. Robertson? It's been an honor, my man. I love your attitude. I love what you're doing. Uh, you know, empowering people like myself and others. And uh, truly, I mean, thank you for, for uh, allowing me on your show, a slot in your schedule. And I pray that uh, everyone that listens to it will be blessed in some way, if not just an inspiring idea, uh, but, you know, a creative, uh, creative action as far as uh, addressing changes they want to make in their lives. And, and uh, whether it be you or myself, whoever can serve them best, that's who they should talk to. Awesome. Thank you so much.